you are listening to Open Mic Friday Law and Gospel on this Friday, August the 7th in the year of our Lord, 2020. Because we're not yet in the studio, we then respond to emails sent to us. But we also, uh, thanks to Andy Bates, was sent a voicemail from one of our listeners. And I would like you to hear what the listener has to say in his voicemail. Uh, Here we go. Hello, this is Dave. I enjoy Tom Baker's Law and Gospel program. I was listening on yesterday on August 5th where he was talking about um, God's means of grace and he had mentioned baptism and that reform do not baptize infants. I don't think that statement's totally true. Uh, Reformed Baptists do not baptize infants. However, Reformed churches do, as do Presbyterian churches who follow Reformed theology. They do believe that infants are part of the covenant as well. And also a statement Tom had made about a believer, unbeliever, excuse me, would not pray to invite Jesus into his heart, his or her heart. I think that a seeker who is not yet a believer, so not really considered a believer, would pray that prayer, they would pray for faith, kind of maybe as a Christian might pray, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. So I do believe that an unbeliever can pray for Christ to come into their life, even though they're not really a believer at that particular moment. Thank you very much, and enjoy all your programming. Goodbye. So that was from Dave, and we certainly appreciate his comments. Now we respond to them. He indicated that, of course, there are those like some Baptists who refuse to baptize infants, and we're quite aware of that. But he also thinks that Presbyterians baptize infants. So what I've done, I've gone to a Presbyterian source on the Internet talking about Calvin's belief about baptism. I want to make real clear, I'm not saying that there are denominations that baptize infants. What I was trying to get across is that they are not valid baptisms because a valid baptism has a promise connected to it. Uh, That promise is found in the Pentecost Sermon of Peter where he says, be baptized and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and the forgiveness of sins. So I'm quoting here from Calvin. 
For Calvin, this is written by Presbyterians, baptism is a sign that ordinarily follows faith. So you would not baptize someone who did not already have faith. Now, he does talk about uh, the infant. In an elect infant, the case is different. Faith follows baptism. For an elect infant who doesn't have faith at the time of their baptism, he gives some example. The baptism becomes a mean of grace later in life when they do come to faith. Now, that's really interesting. There are a couple words in what Calvin says and the Presbyterians believe. It begins, for an elect infant who doesn't have faith. Now, what what does Calvin mean by the elect? There's a teaching by Calvin and the Reformed called double predestination. What does that mean? It means that, yes, God does predestine those who are going to heaven. But they also believe, teach, and confess that he predestines those going to hell. In in other words, when you in the Presbyterian church baptize an infant, you have no assurance at all that they have received the gifts of the forgiveness of sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit if they are not part of the elect. That is really an important statement to keep in mind. Only the elect have baptism as a means of grace. Paul, uh, I'm sorry, Calvin does talk about uh, the means of grace. But whether or not that child receives faith at baptism is up in the air. He will not receive saving faith if he's not part of the elect. This is, in my opinion, a horrible teaching of the reform, double predestination, because nobody can be sure that they're part of the elect. Now, in Reformed theology, that assurance comes about not by the sacraments, but by having a feeling of faith in your heart, that you believe that Jesus is Lord and that he was raised from the dead and he gives me the forgiveness of sins. Well, I I don't want to resort to a feeling I have in my heart. What happens when I have sin? I, I don't feel that therefore I am saved. So feeling is not much of an assurance. As to the second question that uh, David asks, he believes that unbelievers can invite Jesus into their heart. And the example he gives is the man who said, Lord, I believe, 
help thou my unbelief. But notice what the man says. He's asking for his unbelief to be helped because he's already a believer. And he knows that the only source of comfort and assurance is from God himself. Unbelievers are not believers. And therefore, I've given some examples in yesterday's uh, or Wednesday's, that's when we did this with CFW Walther, that one will not invite Christ into their heart if they don't believe in him any more than somebody would invite themselves to become members of the Nazi party or the Ku Klux Klan because they don't believe in those organizations. So if you tell them, simply say this prayer, this also leads to another problem. The means of grace are what? The word and the sacraments of baptism, the Lord's Supper, and absolution. When the pastor in the stead and by the command of Jesus Christ forgives the sins of those who have done an appropriate confession of sin. Can we say that every person who is baptized, and we're talking here adults, therefore are saved? No. There can be occasions when somebody wants baptism for a wrong reason, not because they want to believe in Jesus Christ. I actually had a situation where Jewish parents came to have their child baptized. They had no intention of bringing the child up in the church. And so I asked them, well, why do you want your child baptized? Their answer was that Grandma, who lived in California, remember we were in St. Louis, that she was not going to keep them in her will if the child was not baptized. Now that would definitely be an inappropriate reason for baptizing a child just so you could get some money. And therefore, it's very important to understand that we need to be careful that someone is instructed, an adult, in baptism. But in regard to an infant, there is no doubt that at the moment of baptism, that infant receives faith and the gift of the Holy Spirit, because that is a promise from God himself. But that is not taught by Reformed churches even those who baptize infants. In fact, I'm aware, believe it or not, of a Baptist church that baptizes infants. I haven't really looked at this particular congregation, but if they believe in double predestination, then they would be in agreement with Calvin that the only infants for whom baptism receives faith are those who are part of the elect, which means they were predestined 
from before the foundation of the world to be going to heaven. And if not such predestination, then we're talking about a situation where we have no assurance that that child has received the gifts of faith. So, if I had misspoke and said that these churches do not baptize infants as an act, then I would have been wrong. Yes, there are those who do baptize infants, but they will not give you the assurance because you don't know whether that child is part of the elect. And a baptism on that basis would be a baptism that's invalid because the church from which it comes does not teach the assurance of salvation. All right. From another listener, we received a report out of Milwaukee, and I think you're going to be really interested in this. We spoke against BLM, Black Lives Matter, not because we're against black lives, but we're against the movement called Black Lives Matter because it is contrary to biblical theology. So this is an article that appeared in the Milwaukee Journal. A prominent Lutheran minister, well-known for her work at the nexus of faith and racial justice in call, is calling on black families to pull their children from Milwaukee Lutheran High School over its position on the Black Lives Matter movement. Milwaukee Lutheran posted a statement online late Tuesday saying, it has long supported black lives and black families. Now, notice it doesn't say Black Lives Matter movement, but goes on and says that the founding principles and beliefs of the Black Lives Matter organization do not align with biblical views. Now, Milwaukee Lutheran is a high school of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. I believe it's owned by 30 congregations in the Milwaukee area. And now it is being attacked. Now, it says why it does not agree with BLM. And that's specifically because of their support of queer rights. That's lesbian, gay, bisexual, and so forth. Those rights are not found in God's Word. And if you had listened to the BLM item that we had, they also believe in abortion. 
which is really fascinating, since 40% of the children aborted are black children, even though that's not the percentage of blacks in the United States. Now, when the Milwaukee Lutheran said that black lives and black families matter, but the founding principles of BLM do not align with biblical views, that's an obvious truth. You just look up the scriptures where clearly abortion is considered as murder and lesbian gay rights is contrary to the word of God, not only in the Old Testament, but also read what Jesus says through the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 1. Very clearly, that kind of relationship between people of similar genders is an abomination. Well, when the Milwaukee Lutheran came out saying that the BLM group does not align with biblical views, it ignited a firestorm on social media. And many called it unchristlike and insulting to the black students and families that make up the majority of the school's enrollment. What does that remind you of? Remember how Hitler and the Nazis really got angry at people who supported the Jews in that day because they believed that the Jews, and we can make an equivalence here, Black Lives Matter speak out against whiteness, white people, and their views because they believe that all white people are racist. And therefore, what you have is an attempt to boycott people attending the Lutheran High School in Milwaukee. Now, Venice Williams, internationally known, now this is a chorus, according to the Milwaukee newspaper, her youngest son just graduated from Milwaukee Lutheran, and she took to Facebook to call on black families to boycott the school. She said, shame on you, Milwaukee Lutheran High School. And she said, it's time. Now, this is what we Christians need to be prepared for. It's time to dismantle each and every institution, small or large, including any churches and schools that make their livings off black folks as they simultaneously mock our existence and disregard our humanity. Now, you ought not be surprised that a pastor, a woman, also has come out for this boycotting. 
what ought not surprise you is she's a woman of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. That's that Lutheran church that has gone bonkers in allowing two men who are pastors to be married. They okay the gay lifestyle. They are not opposed to abortion. And this is what we in the Lutheran church are being faced with. Now, they found one parent and her son who will not attend Milwaukee Lutheran as planned in the fall because of the school's statement. He was really excited, said the mother. This was his first choice, but he said he wouldn't feel safe there. He needs to go to a school where he'll be supported and where he knows black lives actually do matter. Now, does that make any sense? That she would say that black lives do matter when the BLM is not opposed to abortion of black children? That doesn't sound like black lives matter. We, we Christians need to be aware of the founding principles of BLM and the people who are supporting it, they're not biblical in their views. Now, there are Christians, and I'm aware of them, who support BLM because all they hear is black lives matter. For example, we have district presidents in each of the districts 35 of them in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, here in the United States. The district president of the South Wisconsin Synod, Reverend John Willie, said this, As Lutheran Christians, we affirm that all people, regardless of the color of their skin, and we recognize each other, as precious gifts of God, regardless of race. Now, the newspaper article, being as liberal as it is, says that Milwaukee Lutheran is owned and operated by congregations of the Missouri Synod who teach that homosexuality is a sin and contrary to Scripture. The Woman Pastor Williams is in the much larger, although it is really shrinking in size, and liberal evangelical Lutheran church, which allows for gay marriage and gay clergy. Williams, this woman pastor, not a surprise, said the Black Lives Matter post from the Milwaukee Lutheran was especially troubling because so many black students attend the school. Last year, she says, Milwaukee Lutheran received about $7 million in payments from the state. This is a good example. She says there would be no Milwaukee Lutheran if it wasn't for black children.
Well, that tells you that Milwaukee Lutheran welcomes black children because we have a goal, no matter what neighborhood we're in, to share this message. So I thank the uh, email or the uh, voicemail from David and also the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel pointing out how Missouri Synod Lutherans are being regarded as racist and need to be closed down. That's what the BLM, Black Lives Movement, is really about. So don't be taken in by thinking that when we're opposed to BLM, we're opposed to black lives. No, we are not. I'm Tom Baker. You've been listening to Law and Gospel. Join us again on Monday when we take a look at another reading from God's Holy Word. Till then, God bless. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.